Hello and welcome to Thrallers. I'm joined as always by Chris Ronalds. How you doing, Chris? I'm excellent, Alan. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, mate. Doing all right. Just sitting, uh, sitting in my bedroom watching Evelina hit putts. That's is a that, rarity. Is that real? Yeah, occasionally. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, she's doing good. Just got the uh, solar coverage on while we uh, while we do this, and yeah, it's it's cool that we can actually watch a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, they, um, yeah. I don't watch much FPO disc golf, but with the time zone, the afternoon kickoff for the FPOs while they're in Europe, it's not too bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, it makes it hard to watch in the states when it's like three AM start. I'm yeah, uh, exactly. not that keen. I w- uh, yeah, <laughs> but no, this is working out well. So, um, and our boy Beatty, did you see, he's got getting a bit of respect on his name now with these Europeans because. There's people kicking off at six thirty, and he's not going until about nine thirty. So he's so climbing the boys. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, we we had another social day. It's another week, so of course, there's another social day. Uh, Bald Hill and weather conditions were pretty tough. I'm hearing. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. Like they were okay over on this side of the city. Um, but, yeah, apparently I read the thing. It said that the weather conditions were pretty tough. Um, you'd have to talk to someone who was there to find out. Yeah, it definitely wasn't you. Like, I, I can't I can't see your name anywhere on the list. So <laughs> you, could, you, you couldn't have possibly been there. No, so it's a pretty unique, really. So, like, we already were lucky enough as a club to have two Chris Scotts. And, like, uh, looking at that, those results there, we quite clearly must have two Chris Ronalds kicking around. Um <laughs> An up-and-comer, but looks at things. He managed a plus three. Um, not too bad. Got an eagle. <laughs> he got an eagle. Ah, oh, the kid can throw. It's um, not bad. Eagle, bogey, birdie, sandwich. <laughs> but he must not have a long arm because uh, he completely went to water on the back nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that sounds nothing like me. Uh, so I don't know who that guy was. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, plus seven on the back nine. I thought, look, Melbourne disc golf. I thought they're going to leave me alone in the in the you know the weekly report. Like, what what's there to write about? There's nothing to write about. I shot a plus three, but I still found my way in there. So, thanks Ash for the shout out, and thanks for the thanks for the excuse. I don't know if you read it, but he, he chucked in there that it must have been you know because of the all night of the night before watching the Ashes. Um, but yeah, no excuses. I played like trash and shot a plus three. It's easy done. <laughs> Easy done. There you go. Yeah. Well, some people played pretty good as well. Uh, Aiden and Marcus, surprise, surprise, uh, did pretty hot with a couple neg sevens. Uh, double bogey in there for Marcus on hole 14. Yeah. Hard to, yeah, not not a hole to double bogey. No. Right, but, it can, but it can be done. But, yeah. I wonder if he went OB there. Yeah, I think so. I'm seeing a little red line. So, uh, yeah, that- yeah, true. That'll be it. That, 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 doesn't make, uh, that makes it happen pretty fast. Um, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Glenn Maisie doing all right. And uh, Narada in uh, X Division. Starting to pop off at a few club events now. Heading yeah. over to Bendigo as well. He's keen as mustard and he's asking people how to get into... Uh, uh, what, what grade am I looking for? MA2, which is good. Because mm. um, he turns out he was a bit of a controversial member of M- uh, MA3. Uh, a couple of people, I don't know if you're aware, aware of this, but a couple of people did the maths. And if he, if the man had a rating, he would 
be not permitted to play MA3, um, but he didn't have a rating. And so he had a few, uh, he had a recent, for example, he had a recent DNF at Stony Creek. Um, and if he had completed that round, he would have had a rating, wouldn't have been able to play MA3, <laughs> etc. And he had a few people questioning what was going on, but uh, <laughs> the guy's playing MA2 and he's keen as beans and he's playing really good disc golf. So bring it on. There he is. Well, I've, uh, I actually need to get in touch with him. We put on the <laughs> Disc Golf of Melbourne chat, who's looking for some accommodation in uh, Bendigo. And I was tossing up between driving up both days and, and staying. I, I normally stay. Uh, and I was like, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm keen, mate. And didn't hear anything. I'm like, oh, that's fine. He's just still working on it. And then Aiden was like, oh, it's, um, who else is, you know, who's looking for accommodation? I said, oh, Narada and Brett are doing something. I was jumping in on that. You should hit them up. And then I get a reply from Aiden saying, nah, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> so, am I good? <laughs> that doesn't or, sound like it. Or are they good? It <laughs> doesn't sound like you're good. <laughs> it doesn't sound like I'm good. Uh, so, yeah, I might have to message uh, all Narada and see what's going on. <laughs> Sounds like it. Nice. Um... Well, not a big turnout because everybody else was at the Disconnection Queensland Open, uh, which was pretty exciting. We um, we managed to have a bit of a, a catch-up with one of the big Melbourne houses that was staying up there. I think Ash and his crew got a uh, pretty dope mansion. Uh, from the sounds of things, and we're just living their best life. And uh, you and I had a nice little chat with them after their practice round. Should we have a listen to the audio? Let's do it. Beautiful. Uh, hello, honorary Queenslanders is the uh, the name I'm seeing on the the video screen there. Who who counts as an honorary Queenslander here? Yeah, go the Maroons. <laughs> who we got? Sound up. We've got Ashley Weidner. Jason Weaver, Sam Barnett, Kyle Herbertson, Emma, Maddie, Emma who? Emma, no, nice. We got a strong Melbourne crew. As soon as I saw you guys were in the house together, I thought, oh, we got, we got to see if we can get a chat going. Um, <laughs> we also got. Hey. Adelaide, you're from Adelaide. Yeah, what's up? We've got Adelaide. We've got uh, we got Sarah Lee right here. Oh, way to bury the lead. Jeez. What's up, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> and Harley's coming as well. That's cool. I like that. Good house. Um, you guys get out to the course today? Oh, yeah. Even, even Kyle with no discs? <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, that was, so... That was quickly rectified. 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Melbourne Airport. Uh, Kyle puts two bags on the curb beside me and uh, looks at me and goes, Oh, no. I forgot my <laughs> And then turns straight to his girlfriend, Jenna, and says, Why didn't you put my disc in the car? Why didn't you? <laughs> but Jenna, oh, God bless her, Jenna ever listens to this episode. Jenna then tried to drive from Melbourne Airport to Turak, grab Kyle's discs and get back in time for us boarding. Uh, but she ended up dropping them off at Sam Barnett's house and Sam Barnett paid the 
excess luggage fee to get trips oh, up here. So how good! What a good yeah, guy. Expensive mistake. Hope yeah. not to make again, but yeah, Can't guarantee it. No. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the first I've ever heard of it. <laughs> People ask me all the time about traveling with discs, but no one's ever gone, what if I forget them? <laughs> it's hard, right? Like, I spent all week worrying about how I'm going to get my discs on the plane and, like, how to slim down. I, I bought a $15 luggage scale on Amazon to make sure my disc golf bag was going to make hand luggage. Kyle yeah. just flat out forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Those luggage scales are worth their weight in gold. I like those things. They're, they're big time. The ones you just hook on and hang? Like a fish yeah, thing? Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. They're, they're the way to go. Yeah. Uh, so what do you guys think of the course? I haven't played since they have revamped it. I only played the old layout. And I thought the old layout was pretty cool. Man. I think Sarah's probably... Sarah, you played the full 18, right? Yeah. How, well, how'd you go? Uh, yeah, pretty good, pretty challenging, um, bit of a bomber course, but also pretty technical at the same time, so it'll be interesting. I think a lot of score separation there. Yeah, sick. sick. Um, so what do you mean, you guys didn't play the full 18? I think we got through 14, um, well, look, we got up at 4 in the morning and dealt with Kyle leaving his discs at home, um, and, <laughs> you know. By the time it got to, we got through 14 holes. There was a lot of people on the course today playing this layout uh, and trying to play this course for the first time. So uh, by the time we got to like 14 holes, the option when you get to 14 is to like walk down the path back to HQ or play the back nine or back four, which is off to the right and away from uh, HQ. And we took the former option. And when he <laughs> says we, he's speaking of himself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. The rest of us have to play the full 18. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I, I, put it Sarah, I put it with Sarah afterwards and I said, oh, what did I miss? And Sarah said, ah, 17's an island. You just got to make the island, but the other holes you'll be fine. Yeah. But I don't yeah, think cool. Sarah knew so, the, uh, like the, quite the 780 rated quality that I'm playing with. Yeah, I, I think we can. <laughs> <laughs> Big scores from Ashley on that last four holes. I think that maybe a bit of a not light for this weekend. We'll we'll keep our eyes peeled. Well, we're hoping for a hot round out of you, uh, Carl. I'm not sure if you heard the latest one that we dropped yesterday, but uh, Chris Chris Rollins gave you an honorary not light to say you'd play well. Oh, no, maybe I did. (laughs) Maybe I did. Heathdale, isn't it? Yeah, Sutherland. I think you had a you had a birdie free round at um, at yeah, Werribee. I proceeded, uh, I proceeded to shoot a seven down that afternoon to just rectify some things. Apparently, Very I nice. remembered how to play. <laughs> Chris from us mate, that he's responded a hundred percent positively by beginning with leaving his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I love it. Well, how are we? Uh, how are we feeling? Anyone? Uh, anyone thinking there's not going to be a hot route and coming from the house? And who, who's going to be the house champion? More importantly, let's quit disc golf halfway through his round. <laughs> <laughs> 
in this weekend yeah. he's, um, he's saying look if I act like a champ then I will be a champ so he's gone the whole hog and um, got the Audi oh, in the high there's, 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 there's also like you've got the accuracy of a Sarah Lee as well um, coming in coming to the MPO field mind you I do um, like that yeah uh, but just the accuracy there as well I think will play well off the tee and I think if there's going to be separation on this course, the separation is going to be off the tee. Cool. All right. Well, we'll keep our eye on uh, Sarah and Sam, and we'll just glaze over the rest of you guys, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do catch cam very well. Nice. Possibly a quick question for the, the throllers here. Um, who do you reckon of this house is going to have the worst bogey? Of this Oof. tournament, <laughs> because obviously, yeah, obviously, being being in here with many fans, we've got to be we've got to be considerate. Like ten over is possible. But yeah. What, what's your guess? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just got to go with history here. Um, and how do you, how do you go past May thirteenth? Well, I carry that I carry that weight with me every round. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's actually a good one to keep an eye on. I do like that. Who has the worst body? <laughs> the worst hole of the tournament. <laughs> That's great. Oh, very nice. Passable holes on the score. There's a lot of health and health potential. I'm not going to lie. This course can be brutal. This course is... There's a lot of water around. Bit of hole 2, bit of hole 11. Like, there's... It's going to be surprisingly brutal, I think. Bad kick, really. We would... Uh, it might be a question you're going to have, Alan, but I think that the word going around the bar tonight where we all congregated was that Neg 15 might be the winning score for MPO. Interesting. All right, cool. Well, there's no Bainey, so the Neg 30 is off the charts, off the, uh, off the table. So. Um, yeah, Neg 15, cool. All right, that's spicy. I do like that when people come in with a tip. Uh, and who's going to shoot that Neg 15? Who do you guys have uh, with the best score of the tournament? Who do we have? Let's go around the room. I'm going to start with myself. I feel like, sorry, Sarah, I feel like she's going to be Austin. Don't apologize anything to me. You're in the field. <laughs> <laughs> You're the MPO player in the room. I feel like it's going to be Austin. I feel like he's got the straight, uh, like, he, Austin's just got the dialed game to get through the gap that he needs to get through. Yes? Uh, I'm going to go with Jade Brady. Just because I love the way that he goes about it. Yeah. And I feel like he's just... Tiny little short. He's just... I think he looks prime. Yeah. I just think the guy's just switched on. I reckon we're going to see her with you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Out on the course during our second, during my second practice round, I saw him take a few sips from his wild turkey and then throw a 147-metre roller. So... 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Love that. Uh, Who's taking it out for MPO, Sam Barnett? I think uh, Chris Hill. Chris Hill. Might. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's where my that's where my mind is going. The jawbone of disc golf. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> I like it. All right. What about Emma Winkworth? What do you think? You've already said yours, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was leaning towards Jade, but yeah, Chili is a good option. Um, Chili's the guy. He wins. Mark my words. Yeah, let's lock it into Chili. I think so. Jesus. Wow. Let's chilly. do it. Go Chili. Nice. Don't let us down. <laughs> Matty Pernod? I'm going with Peaches Perry. Yeah, Peaches Perry, the most well-rounded game in open disc golf in Australia. Yeah. He's my tip. He's my tip. I, um, well I, I thought he had retired from the game of disc golf. I, I thought his time in disc golf was done. Uh, when I saw his name on the list, I was like, oh, that guy. So um, I hope so, but I'll be surprised. He studies and uh, he's back. And Sarah actually played a yeah, practice played round a practice with Dave today. How did Dave go? It's looking good. We got some pretty tough birdies out there today. So, but are they repeatable or were they lucky ones? No, I reckon he's got it. Like, you know, Dave well means everything. Yeah, disc golf. I feel like disc golf is the winner. The one question, Alan, we don't have is Sarah. Who do you think is going to win MPO? I'm back in DP. Yeah. DP. Yeah. Right. Dave, nice. All right, cool, 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 cool. We've got a few different uh, few different options there, so that's good to see that the, the field's pretty wide open. Cool, all right, well, uh, thanks for the... What was that? I feel like it's going to be a really fun one to watch. There's a lot of opportunity for score separation, hitting trees and... Uh, Getting, uh, you know, uh, you know, all of a sudden, you know, two, three-stroke swings. I feel like it's going to be one of those courses. So, uh, Disc Golf Justice and Park Media are going to be providing coverage. So, I feel like it's going to be, uh, it's going to be one of those courses that's going to be fun to watch on YouTube. Can't wait to watch, and uh, yeah, we're keeping an eye on the scores. So, uh, thanks for the chat, guys, and um, yeah, we'll probably throw to the results in a minute. So, <laughs> let's see how you guys went. <laughs> Can't wait to hear that one. Yeah. Uh, always good to uh, hear from Ash and the crew. Sounds like they're having a pretty fun time. I know. I definitely, definitely was uh, had a fair bit of uh, FOMO. Yeah, I, they sounded. A few of the members sounded well hydrated as well. I think. A hundred percent. Nothing better than a, a good player's dinner. <laughs> Uh, so they made a couple predictions. I think the um, <laughs> uh, I steered them well wrong because I went hard on uh, Chile, Chris Hill, and <laughs> fair to say, uh, solid bed shit by him. Yeah, not his best event. Not his best event. <laughs> not his best event at all. Um, and they had. What's his name? Uh, Sam Barnett as the best overall score from their house. And I'm not sure if Phil was staying with him because he wasn't on audio and uh, he wasn't on the audio so he can get stuffed. (laughs) Uh, But they were wrong there as well, overlooking the MPO star, Sarah Lee. 
who uh, who beat Sam by one stroke. And who do we have? We had they had uh, Fazzle Dazzle as the biggest bogey. He did. Does it count? If you just pull the pin, it's a bogey of sorts, isn't it? Yeah, DNF. I need to get the story on the DNF. Um, I'm sure this might prompt another Instagram story of him. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, DNF counts as a pretty fat bogey in my books, but day one, Jace was like, you know what? This is mine. Let me lock this away. Let me lock this away. <laughs> uh, hole eight, which was taking a lot of people's lunch over the weekend... Apparently, uh, just a long par four, I think, with yep. uh, OB on both sides. I don't know. I haven't played it, but I'm picturing, I'm picturing like Inverley hole six or something. That the one we play from the mound. Yeah, that's what in my head it looks like. But instead of trees, OB. Yeah. So um, let's just go with that. <laughs> and I think he might have got a little left, right, left, right OB. Yeah, some soldier what, golf. What was the final number? Do you remember? Legs eleven. Legs eleven. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. I think we sat had someone ask this question the other day. What's what's one more than a quad bogey? And yeah. was, was Hardy not asking that the other day? Yeah, he was. Jason's curious to know as well. <laughs> and then a few more. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> so the event was pretty. Exciting. From uh, from following on at home, at least, there was a bit of up and down. Oh, anyone the, anyone could have won it final day. Yeah, for sure. And the course seemed like it was playing really tough. Yeah. And uh, at least for the big dogs, it didn't seem like it was rating very well. I know on the first day, like all of the top players were well below rating. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe it just wasn't punishing... The lower levels as much? I, I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, I saw a lot of big numbers in the lower levels, so um, not sure how that stacked out. But at the end of the day, Jade Brady came home with a two-stroke victory over the local Aaron and uh, Victorian um, Patty Robinson. Patty with the huge. Was it six birdie, birdies to finish? Yep. Yeah, my, it was. So he was <laughs> he was even after, whatever, 300 holes. And then the next six holes got him to neg six. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, even for the tournament. He was actually... Yeah. He was plus four on the round going into those final six holes. And then, uh, yeah, that put him to minus two for the round. Yeah, so that's cool to see. Aaron Morton... Fair weapon. He uh, represented Australia in the team events. For people that might know, might not know him, he doesn't get around too much. Old Aaron, but Jade Jade plays everywhere all the time now. Yeah. So no surprise that he was doing good, right? Uh, Blake Houston. He was my yep. tip. I think a few a few people listening in at home would have had Blake as their hot tip. Blake was definitely my hot tip. Um, to kind of get the chocolates. And I think for a salt in the wound scenario, he's minus six final round. I'm pretty sure uh, uh, was the hot round for the event. Um, equal with Paul Phillips. So I'm not familiar with Paul Phillips. You familiar, familiar with Paul Phillips? Not at all. 
Yeah, so he also shot the equal hot round of the event. Um, but yeah, Blake's opening couple of rounds were not where he needed them to be. Nah, exactly. Uh, one thing I'm just noticing as we pass by Blake, though, he did not take cash. No. So that uh, that leads me to leave, believe that he is still keeping his options open for an Ab Worlds appearance. It looks like it. So that's cool. Uh, yeah, Paul Phillips, I don't, yeah, don't know. Uh, but what a, what a stellar performance. Yeah, took down some uh, big dogs. Mm. And Austin, oh man, Austin Dell. I cannot wait to see this footage because he was strokes clear. Was he not with like four holes in, five holes in? Uh, yeah, in well, the no. final round? Yeah, so two holes into the final uh, round, he might have built himself at least a four shot buffer. And then gave up four strokes on a hole, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, then went double. Quad bogey, bogey. Oh, oh. So, gave seven back to the course. Um, yeah. You know, Blake beat him by eight strokes over those three holes, for example. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta see. I gotta see this footage. What what could have happened there? Yeah. He's a wild man, Austin. That's why he can get all the birdies. But, yeah, I guess he could take some, some quads as well. Yeah, but then, like, ten holes in... Um, he was one shot off the lead. Jesus. Yeah, at one stage there was like five or six of them in MPO, and somehow he was still in it. Um, you know, um, Jade ended up going minus four through the last seven, and um, Austin went even, and um, he beat Austin by five shots. So, like, it just in the end happened in the last six holes. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, a couple of Victorians up next. Uh, Dave, I'm not going to do anything until the final round. Perry? Mm-hmm. Nah, his second round was not bad as well, but he's open with a stinker. Um, Outside his standard and, deviation, no doubt. Yeah. But ended up under the card for the event, which, yeah, not many did. And uh, Timmy B snuck into eighth spot as well. So, uh, yeah, nicely done by them. And I think the tale of the whole... MPO division, besides the winner probably, was uh, Reese Wisniewski. Uh, young, um, from, young dude from... Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. I don't know why I wasn't spitting that out. <laughs> uh, leading... No, he, he was almost leading the tournament uh, after round one, and then Jade went on to get three birdies in the last three holes. Uh, but, yeah, league card after round one, a 9.22 rated player. So, he's... Like a little bit better than me, typically, and just came out and absolutely annihilated to start off with. So uh, that gives me some pretty good hope. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. What was that? 9.83 rated first round, and I swear those ratings were trash. So, um, yeah, that was cool. Uh, yeah, uh, another Victorian, Ryan Hart, didn't have the event he wanted. Uh, yeah, it wasn't too great. Uh, and yeah, a couple couple DNFs, three DNFs. What's that about? I don't know. Must have been uh, another dangerous course. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Uh, Abra and Michael Duran, both locals, got through two rounds, but couldn't muster up the third. Michael Duran was last with a bullet, so maybe just said fuck it. But Abra had a strong second round. 
Um, yeah. Not sure. And then, uh, yeah, Jareth as well, so... Yeah, not sure what that was, but... Um, yeah, weird. And, and not, uh, the, uh, not the only DNA, uh, divisions with DNS, though, as discussed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But definitely uh, definitely the most predominant division with uh, DNS. And we've spoken about this on the Pro Tour as well. Um, obviously, there wasn't many females playing in this event, but you're not going to find a female DNF. Um, and no. the same thing happens on the Pro Tour. You find a lot of find a lot of men uh, DNFing, but you find less women DNFing. And it's just, it's a puzzlement. <laughs> yeah, now they always stick it out. So, a name that I should have recognised, but I didn't. Oh, MP40. I know where you're going yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who we got there? Who we got and why do we know him? Johnson. Because he took down he took down Australia's number one disc golf himself. Yeah. Takes down Matt Hill at Nationals. I'd never heard of the guy before. And uh, absolutely killed it at Nationals. I just... How did I forget the name? When I was doing the, the tipping... I just, I was like, yeah, whatever. Nah, not him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't fit him in my cap, but um, I really wish I did. And Neg 4, huge. Huge. One one MP40 by eight strokes. We cashed an MPO. Mm, the guy is very, very good. So uh, don't forget that name, Ryan Johnson. No, we wait. And I, as soon as it was almost like, as soon as they threw their first drive and I saw the name again, I put it in our group chat. I was like, I know that name. <laughs> That's that Matt Hill killer. Yeah. I, I, I've yeah. never beat Matt Hill. Have you ever beat Matt Hill? <laughs> no, no. Sorry, this guy's a golfer. Yeah, he's very, very good. Yeah. Uh, Chris Hart was the only, uh, and Matty Adams were the only Victorians in that division, and uh, yeah, not so good. So, so good. don't worry about them. Uh, MA one, not a lot, uh, not a lot to speak of for. For down south, Blake Nichols, who's been uh, becoming a, a feature in MA1, he worked his way up to fifth, had a bit of a shaky start, but uh, came good. Came good, and not playing above his rating. Yeah. Ryan Michelle, I don't know if that worked out above his rating or not. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's interesting to see him back in MA1. He went to MPO for the Vic Open. I know that was only for the four-round effect, but uh, for some reason I thought that was going to end up being a, a permanent switch, maybe just because he played so well at the Vic Open. But I think this is the first big tournament he's had since, and looks like he's back in MA1. He's listed as MPO for Big Wet, I think, or Bendigo. Yeah, he might just he might just straddle the two divisions. I don't know if I've mm. shared this on this podcast before, but... When I was living in London, any UK event, I played MPO. Any European event, I played MA1. And I just like... Yeah, there that, you go. that was just the rule that I followed for myself. Uh, Jay Ross, big struggle. Not his best event. Big struggle. But here we go. Let's get some Ws under the belt. So, the Fun House uh, gave us one winner at least. Emma Winkworth in FA1. Pretty convincing. Eight strokes clear beautiful and above her rating every single round amazing can't go wrong that's very hard to do so well done emma uh not too much else i don't think there are any victorians in ma40 
No, I don't think so. None on our radar. Sorry if you are listening. Oh, <laughs> uh, Dennis. Uh, oh, no, different Dennis. Different. Oh, he was a Victorian, but he's not anymore, so get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Go on. Uh, jumping down to your dad. Yeah, MA50. Yeah. Nah, not his event. Not his event. How did he? Not his and event. What was his reflections? Uh, he liked the course, but long, uh, too long for for his his weak dog old arm. So too long for the Peter Walker. Yeah, but he really liked the course, and uh, he was staying with one of his good mates, and well, a few of his mates actually from Queensland. Uh, so he had a very good time, nonetheless. I think after. After the first or the second round, one of their housemates, Brian BJ, was uh, up there in MA1. So, no, so after the first night. So it was a bit more serious. But after the second night, he kind of shit in his hand and clapped a little. <laughs> and <laughs> so uh, the second night, and Michael Durand was, was well, well down. Uh, maybe that's why he DNF'd, because apparently they uh, got on the rums a little bit. <laughs> So, nah, he had a good fun, good fun time. So, yeah, can't be too mad at that. Uh, Peter Howe's there as well. Looks like he had a lot of fun too. <laughs> but, uh, MA2, boom. big dog, Phil Morgan. Boom, boom. Too strong. And I was watching this because this was a close battle. Uh, halfway through that round, Sam Barnett... Might have even been leading. I can't remember, but close. Um, he was right there with Phil and a couple of the others. And I don't know. Sam must have taken a few bogues and Phil a few birds. And um, yeah, Phil pretty comfortable victory in a large field. So that's a great win. It's a huge win. Sponsorship coming in clutch. Um, and he rightfully so took the mick out of himself via social medias with a pretty good huck face. Um, and obviously we're all here for people who are comfortable taking the mick out of themselves. Yeah, I like that for sure. Uh, yeah, Troy Faramon, not his event either. Fairly below rating, which is a bit of a surprise. He's kind of been on the rise, so um, that's a bit of a strange one. Thomas, and, Tom Jankar, yeah. um, he's got a shout-out on the potty before, but he, he paid a comfortable 25 points above his rating. Uh, oh, for, so he did. For his T3. Yeah, very nice. I missed that. Sorry, Tom. Uh, but, yeah, the the biggest standout to me, Matty Faz. We, I think it's – we have to get him on the pod. We, I think he needs a grilling. I, I, I don't know. I have – I'm just worried that it was a heart muscle. Well, when the second round is 11 strokes worse than your first round, it does beg the question. It does. It does beg the question. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll have to see what the young man has to say for himself. Uh, we got uh, Janet in the FA2. She played very well. Played above her rating every single round, which, like I said, is, is very hard to do. And got a tie for second place. 
So we like that. We do. We do. Touring a lot, Janet. Um, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely got the bug hard, Janet. Definitely got the bug hard. Nah, for sure. Which, yeah, we also like that. Yes. <laughs> MA3, this is where a lot of our crew lives. They're not up the top, though. Aren't they? I can't <laughs> find them. <laughs> but, uh, how's, yeah, how's, now, who's, how's Josh Mills and his brother Josh Miller finishing side by side? Oh, that's weird. It's <laughs> weird, yeah. isn't it? No, yeah, Joshua, both Joshua's and both spelt the same way. That's like a weird way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, I'm just yeah, scrolling. scrolling. I'm just scrolling. Yes, my thumb's getting a bit sore. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> David Eames? Oh, he's not even, doesn't even count anymore. Nah, he's a Queenslander. Who cares? So, Chris Koo? There we go. Is that, a, is that our highest finisher? <laughs> it must be. Yikes. Yikes. Where are we at? Equal 20th. Equal 20th in MA3. Big. 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 And then, yeah, we're, we're pretty well represented down the bottom. Carl's out there. Both the weedness. Now, Turbo Herbo. We need to talk about Turbo Herbo. We do. We have a... We have a... Uh, what do we call it? We have a culture here on the podcast where we not like you just so you can turn around and play good golf. We, we throw it out there. We give him a mention. He threw a janky thrower and he just, he, he's had better golf. He went birdie free around a pretty schoolable track. So rightfully so got not lighted. We were like, bring it on Queensland open. He's going to bounce back. The kid didn't even take his discs. <laughs> what the actual is going on there? <laughs> That's one of the craziest shit I ever heard. How do you, how do you forget your discs? It's Come like on, one mate. of those dreams you have in primary school. <laughs> I, I, I forgot to take your school books to school. Like, you have one thing to pack. Like, what else did you take? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all the, Just all the camera gear. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm actually playing. <laughs> What's going on, mate? Well, I think did Sam Barnett save the day? He did. He did. Yeah, Sam must have been on a later flight or something. So, um, yeah, he managed to get the bag and bring it over. So, good on him. Uh, ben Matthews and his mugshot. Oh, that needs to be spoken about. So, so for anyone listening, get on to the PDJ, find Ben Matthews, click on his profile picture, and <laughs> what? It's the mugshot of all mugshots. Yeah. Like, what else could it be? It's clearly just the mugshot. I mean, he's not a bad-looking bloke, but it's just like, it's his passport photo. I don't, I don't know. What are we doing? I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> uh, but he was uh, ten, <coughs> ten, 10 shots clear of Ash Wiener. Yeah. Uh, yeah, mind the gap. Yeah, and, and, that and nearly 20 <laughs> shots clear of the, uh, the far superior Wiener in Jason. Um, mm. just, just anchoring. Anchoring uh, at the bottom there. Yeah, just get it done. Well done, gentlemen. Like, look at the look <laughs> at them. solidarity. The brothers, oh, solidarity. Boy. I love it. Yeah, uh, good on them. They just wanted to play together. That's one way to ensure it. Yeah. So MA four better result for the boys though. We got uh, Dave Gannon. 
with uh, fourth fourth place, well above his rating every round. So shooting some solid golf. They played on the red tees, the shorter version of the course, and from the looks of things, it was a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> than the, the Blues. I heard an interview with the TD, and since they put it in, the red course just gets absolutely hammered with usage, and the blue course, <laughs> not so much. So uh, I'm thinking an Inverley gold-white situation. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Dave, great job. Was uh, right up there from the start and just kept it hot and a little bit off, a couple shots off on his final round, keeping him from being uh, outright second. But yeah, right there, only a little bit off. And the guy who won it played some pretty pretty hot goal, so hard to go past that. Probably a, probably a local. So well done, well done, Dave. So we spoke a lot about um, ratings uh, throughout that check in, and are we skipping any other Victorians? No, Tanya's no longer a Victorian. MJ fifteen, no Victorians. No. Um, should we? look at some rating updates yeah i love it it's my favorite uh favorite time of the month is rating update day i didn't play any events so nothing happened with mine nothing up uh, how about yep how about Same here, no events but i always um just because i play to no events doesn't mean no one else was playing no events so of course i have to jump across to the pdj leaderboard um and see whether or not i still fall on the top 25 I, yeah, boy. I'm 24. Yay. So just get to stay on page one. Um, a few boys definitely uh, made their way to the leaderboard. There was a bit of movement on the top 25 leaderboard that I definitely want to talk about. Please do. What do we so got? We've got to, I don't even know how to find it. So you you got to do all this. All, <laughs> all right. So we've got a battle uh, between Blake Houston and Alex Canaston. Um, uh, the latest update, Alex leapfrogged Blake. Uh, that has unfortunately bounced back in the other direction. Blake. Yeah, worlds will do yeah, that. Worlds will do that. So <laughs> Alex now finds himself in a cool sixth uh, highest rated player in Australia. So outside the top five now. Austin um, takes in slot five. Chris is holding on um, to his slot. Um, I wonder if some of those rounds are outside his standard deviation at Queensland. Mm. And Blake climbed by two. Um, to go to 982 and now finds himself the third highest rated player in Australia. But that's Big. not what I want to talk about. We obviously have Bainey still sitting mm-hmm. above 1,000 at 1,002. Who do you think is Australia's second highest rated player? Uh, player? Australia's second highest rated player. So he's above, uh, who did you say? Bay, um, Houston. Like, um, wasn't Chili? Not Chili's. I, I thought Chili not was. Not Chili's 980, just below Blake. Oh, um, Dave Perry. 994. What? David Perry. Oh, wow. David Perry's rating jumped by seven rating points for the first time, uh, in his career. He is now a 990, a 990 golfer. Um, and yeah, this is easily his highest rating of his career, and he's nine nine four, knocking on the door of a thousand. That's amazing. Yeah, that come out of nowhere for me. 
Yeah, well, I looked at it. He had 27 rounds in the last update and 17 in this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So he's playing the numbers game. He's had a yeah, strong year, and I guess dropped off 10 trash ones. Well, not trash, but... Yeah. <laughs> like, 987 is pretty good. Uh, oh, that's exciting. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I only just kind of picked up on that um, before we checked in for the potty. So, well done, mm. David. And I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, my man... Gareth Morgan, uh, I pumped him up the other week in the pod when he won something exciting, I can't remember. Uh, I was saying he'd been playing a lot of good golf lately and his rating should keep climbing because I, I think this time last year he was playing left-handed because yeah. he messed up his arm or something like that. And he is now a member of the 950 club. So well done there, G-Train. Well done, G-Train. Do love that. Would would be weird if any South Australians are listening to this podcast. We do not talk. They, we, we do not talk about it much. Garrett does. I oh, know Garrett does. Cheers, Garrett. He uh, he, he has it on like autoplay <laughs> on his thing. So I'll give him the shout out. We had a couple of weird interstate guests. Yeah, I know um, Ed Hessline listens to them all as well. So <laughs> cheers, Ed. I mean, it would take us about three seconds to go through the Tasmanian scene. Maybe we should uh, yeah. <laughs> draw that into our potty. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> they did have the Ian Smith Memorial just happen. Uh, they did. They did. <laughs> no, let's, let's not get into that. <laughs> let's not. <laughs> All right, let's check out our boy, Bane. Yes. See if he can keep the cash streak alive. May have been a spoiler already on the, uh, on the old socials. Might have been. Uh, surprise, surprise, Paul McBeth won. Yes. Uh, and I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling. Scrolling a little far. It's making me nervous here. Clocking Bainey in at 40th. That 40th place is the last place to cash. So he made it. He did. Yeah, boy. Uh, four events, four caches? Uh, five events, five caches. Yeah, five and five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't go wrong. Another cool 250 US. Yep. Um... And not too bad golf, but yeah, not, yeah, it's going to hurt the ratings. It is, it is, um, but cash is cash, and there's always this weekend. Exactly, this weekend's going to be tough, though. Hell yeah. What time does he tee off tonight? 9.30. 9.30 tonight. I will be schlepping, but I will, Yeah. <laughs> when Theo wakes me up, I'll be looking at scores. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now nah, that'll be exciting. A lot of big names. Oh, so many. Uh, at this one, so yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. So can't wait. Can't wait to see how that one shakes yeah, out. Yeah, can't wait to see what cards he gets. Like you know, round two and round three. Like even if he plays like a half solid round, like yeah, he could get to play with uh, Spanger's best mate, Ezra Adol. I know. Oh, he sort of just missed out on. Oh, I'm looking at his card now. The card before him has none other than Garrett Gerthy on it. Tristan Tanner as well. Kevin Jones just before that. Oh, he's he's right in the thick of, of what would have... Like, he's getting a late... This is the respect he's getting. He's got a later tea time than Garrett Gerthy, Tristan Tanner, Kevin Jones, Luke Sampson, Laurie Leighton, Eric Oakley, Paul Hulabari. They love this man over in Europe. Yeah. Cole Klein, uh, James Proctor, yeah. the card the before him, Hoff. 
But his card pretty good too. He's got Bradley Williams. He's got Williams. Bradley Williams. That's a good one. Yeah. And uh, Hjolte Janssen, who he's a bit of a he's a bit of a big deal over he, there. I've uh, I've seen a bit. Okay, okay. Him. It's not one I'm not one I'm familiar with. No, I am. I don't. For some reason, last year I was watching a fair bit of uh, European disc golf, and uh, I think I'm getting it right. Hjolte. You say it with such confidence. He, I ain't gonna doubt you. He he features pretty prominently. I don't know the other guy, but um, but I think that's a good get for him. Oh, beautiful. So, no, very exciting. Wicked. Um, um, we, yes. We, we, need a, we need to do the more important play rater, do we not? 100%. So, this person has now twice messaged <laughs> <laughs> requesting that we rate him. Yes, correct. Not once has he said, oh, you know, it'd actually be pretty fun if you rated Kyle Herbertson or... Oh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Sam Barnett. No. Rate me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no worries, mate. We, we will. And then what was his request today? He's like, rate me. And if it's shit, it might motivate me to do well at my upcoming event. <laughs> so who, who are we rating? All right. So uh, we are talking about none other uh, than someone who's also got an international event coming up. In his motherland of Canada, Darren Stay Smith. Big, big. The leaderboard's probably in a bit of trouble here. Potentially, we uh, we haven't had any of his caliber show up yet. Yeah. Um. So, what are our categories, Chris? So, four standard categories: driving, putting, mental game, and card vibes. Beautiful. And uh, we've come up with his special category, the one just for him. Yes. It's driving capability. Not to be confused with disc golf. Yeah, his driving capability might not have much to do with his ability to drive a frisbee. <laughs> it's more to do with vehicles. <laughs> so we'll see how that checks out for yeah. him. Um. All right, so you want to kick us off with uh, driving, disc golf driving? Yes, I do. Um, this He's backhand cannon. He's got uh, a couple of destroyers, wraiths, and a few other things he can huck out there. Uh, pretty cool to see. Um, I've seen him throw rollers, and I've seen him throw out a, a janky sidearm or two. It's his janky sidearm or two that made him lose a 0.5 in my book, and I, I've actually gone big, and I've gone 4.5. Yep, couldn't agree with you more. Uh, in terms of Melbourne players, you can do it all. Sidearm serviceable, but not great. Yeah. Four and a half. Yeah. The guy throws a frisbee far, far, far. far. far, far. Didn't he ace? Didn't he like ace hole 17 with a twoie? Something like that. Yeah, no, I think he, he might ace it with a shroy, but he gets there with a two. Yeah, hard, uh, hard to do anything else than uh, yeah, four and a half, four and a half. I would say. No, fair enough. All right, you go first with putting. Uh, good putter. It's a good putter. Puts from distance. Um, yeah, I I think he's a solid four. Okay. 
your silence is indicating we might be on <laughs> we might be on different planes. I think he's a better putter than me. Um, and yeah, a lot of people. I reckon he catches a lot more putts than most people in Melbourne. I, I don't think there's too many good putters in Melbourne. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but you do you. What do I, you got? I had it as three. I had it as three. Yeah, Be- that's fine. Yeah, better than half. Yeah, better than half. Like, better than 2.5. Um, when he's on, he's on. Um, but when he's off, he, I think he's more off than some. Um, and okay. so... I can respect yeah, that. so I've gone with three. Uh, so he's at a three and a half for putting. That's three and a half for putting. Mmm, nice. Uh, now to the nitty-gritty. Yes. We've got... Mental game uh, and card vibes. Which one are we doing first? Let's go mental game. Mental game. So I've thought about this one a little bit. I don't normally think too much about yeah. this. I normally basically just make a muffin. Yeah, as we yeah go. good. Um, but this has popped in and out of my mind periodically through the yeah. day. <sighs> I find it hard to lock down a, a good number on this. Uh, I've gone with a three. Okay. I don't, the headphones are a factor for me. I don't like the headphones. <laughs> yep. He can definitely... He can definitely sink into Daz's world. And Daz's world's not always happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just... I, I, I don't know. I just don't think it's normally a cliff. That's why I haven't gone lower than a three. It's, it's pretty steep, though. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, but oh, I've said three out loud. I'm sticking right. with three. I went two. The he- yeah, mm. the headphones. The headphones aren't there for me, and I, yeah. I describe it as the shadow realm. Um, for those that are <laughs> Stranger Things fans, um, Dazza does find the shadow realm during some disc golf rounds, and um, once he enters that shadow realm, uh, you know Simon lines. Um, yeah, yeah uh, just a different approach to the to the scoring <laughs> the, the, rather than worrying about scoring. And for me, I, I had yeah the headphones and the shadow realm. I had to go to so that's a two point five. Nice, yeah. See that that's why I found it hard. Yeah, because it was it gets to the point where he's like, well, I just don't care now. And I try to like, is that good mental game or bad? I don't know. Anyway, we're there two and a half overall. All right. That's good. Hard vibes. I'll go first. Um, if you've ever played socially, casually, um, or just in whatever scenario with Daz, he is a vibe. He hundred percent is yeah. a card vibe. Um, he does occasionally into the shadow realm. And again, I'm going to bring him up because it's just a great opportunity to bring them up. I pegged him back 0.5 purely because of the headphones. Um, and I went 4.5. Daz is a vibe on the card. Yeah, I I, I picked a full full whole point for the headphones. <laughs> I'm big I'm big anti headphones, uh, but almost all of the round, like especially nowadays, almost all of the rounds I play with Dazza are uh, casual. Uh, it, it gets the music going. He's good fun. Uh, always always love him. But yeah, I've got a got a full point down to four. But uh, as it does, the benefit goes to the player. So four point five. He's scoring pretty well. I will ho- I hope big. he's a good driver. <laughs> so uh, we uh, we talked about the green jacket event I think in the first podcast yes and um, we ended up staying at my brother-in-law's pro- family's property 
out in uh, near Maui. And they were nice enough to let us use the quad bikes yeah, that they had. They got quad bikes, motorbikes, a few other things. They said, don't touch any of that stuff. The quad bike, you know, you, you go pretty hard on that. that your fun. life. What's the worst you could do? Huge big paddocks. Not exactly flat, like hills and undulation. We're pretty... We're pretty deep into the, uh, into the day by now, and uh, Dad's as liquid courage is all-time high. And uh, he gets on the quad bike, has a bit of fun, as we do, and <sighs> I don't know. You were there. I was, what, I what, was what? there. I was there. There's a story <laughs> that my wife knows, and there's, and there's the truth. But the, the truth is that, like, in my... State was it, which was inebriated. No, probably was not making my best decisions. I was watching him, you know, smash it out in his paddock, um, having the time of his life. And I thought, you know what, I want to be on the back of that quad bike. That's where I want to be right now. So I hustle him over, jump on, and he's like, sick. That probably fueled the courage in hindsight. Um, and so we've got this <laughs> wide open paddock, and Daz has just decided to play chicken with the fence and we're just going <laughs> sideways at every fence at a million mile an hour and you know what the fence cannot jump out of the way so eventually we just cannon into it uh what damage did we do in the end like we took out some posts yeah took out uh, at least one fence pole, yeah. and then uh yeah ripped the wire kind of off yeah well yeah, that got stuck that got stuck others. to my foot so that was fun <laughs> Yeah, a bit of barbed wire on the foot. Yeah. Uh, and what he's in Canada at the moment. Um, bit of vehicle incidents going on there. What, what's yeah, the story so, with that? Uh, cra- he's Crash Bandicoot in our group chat now, and uh, Crash Bandicoot just <laughs> dropped us another picture of uh, a massive dint in the back of his dad's ute, uh, and he's just reversing into trees and stuff now as well. So, uh, yeah, there's some context for the oh. hot numbers he's about to get. <laughs> Uh, I've got a one. I've got a one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, quick maths. Uh, That that means he doesn't get the top spot. He let... No way. He lands on 16. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Well, take the headphones out and you'll you'll be the winner. Oh, comfortably. Man, this this might be a handicap rating, I guess. Yeah. Everyone might end up on 16. Um, uh, I was convinced he was going to be clubhouse leader. Yeah, he got close. He got close, but uh, mm. mental game and headphones hurt him. Headphones and driving capability hurt him. Headphones. <laughs> <laughs> so things that have nothing to do with this <laughs> <Yeah>. golf. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. So who's still our leader? Uh, that'd be your father and Mark Hardy tied on 16.5. Um, and then Daz Big. makes up the podium now. So there's our podium. Big. All right, nice. Uh, yeah, send us through any uh, any rate, any players you want to hear rated. Or if you're like Dazza, just let us know you want to get done. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's wrap this up with some spotlight. Not yeah, right? yeah. What have you got? You got anything uh, exciting? exciting. I've already mentioned it. My spotlight was actually um, David Perry. Um, 994, caught me off guard. That's huge. Um, a great to see him play another event. I know he's kind of taking a step back from disc golf for some uh, personal reasons at the moment, but he obviously made the trip up to Queensland, hoping that that's a sign of uh, 
Dazza back, uh, David back on the scene. Obviously, shot some thousand-rated golf. Would be so good for Australia to get a couple of thousand-rated golfers. So my spotlight goes to David Perry. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, I went. Uh, I went a bit hard on my spotlight earlier to uh, Dave Gannon. I just thought he was yeah doing great. Messaged him after the first round, and um, yeah, said sick round, mate. And he was feeling very confident. He was excited. And then he backed it up and did it again. So, um, yeah, three rounds well above his rating. That's It's hard to play three rounds above your rating at all, let alone well above. And, uh, yeah, nice nice place finish in a, in a big tournament. So, I love that. Beautiful. I might let you go, uh, other end of the spectrum. Let you go first with Not Light, just in case we have the same one. Oh, I've got, like, 100 honoraries. Like, there's no, no shortage... Of not lights this week, so we might have to like back end a couple. I won't go with any honoraries because, um, uh, yeah, in case in case it's yours. So this guy gave an honorary not light to last week because we wanted him to play well, but he's got to get a full fledged run here, Kyle Herbert. <laughs> so equal third or outright third. After round one? Something like that. I believe. Um, let us let me check, see the round rating. Uh, no, 908 outright third. rated. Yeah. Outright yeah. third. 908 rated. 45 points above his rating. I'm like, we're on here. Here we go. Well done, Kyle. Like, our honorary not light has worked. And then, oh boy. <laughs> Oh boy! I mean, just well below, and then the final round, like as far below as his first round was above. Just went from outright third to T twenty four. Yeah, that's a cliff. That's what? a cliff. <laughs> that's a that's a cliff. Oh boy! Uh, yeah, I was so excited for him, and then it all went away. So for taking my excitement away. Kyle Hermanson, you get the not nah, like. Well done. Fair enough. Uh, mine, oh, I'm not going to go into too much detail. Uh, don't know who's out there listening, but, you know, our listeners, they're passionate. I was talking to a colleague today. I love how passionate our listeners are. If you'd like any more detail about my not like, just come up and see me next time we're playing around together or you see me at the course, just come <laughs> and say g'day and I'll give you a bit more detail. But my not like goes to bureaucratic red tape and just the complexities and hula hoops oh. that are put in place when you got a couple of chaps looking to just bolster the disc golf world and run some fun events and and there's just there's just hurdles and I I just don't know if there's a need for them so my not light and I'm sure we can all relate in other walks of life goes to bureaucratic red tape. Yep, sounds good. I'm about that. Uh. And I'll go, I'm just going to give you a little couple backhanded ones as <laughs> Please we go. Please do. Uh, a couple just of drive-bys to, 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 to sign us off. Yeah, just some, some drive-bys. Uh, Ryan Deer, Neg 3 at Bald Hill. Come on, mate. Uh, what are you doing? I thought he was the trash round until I saw yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, who else did I see that I didn't like? Um, Alistair Don. Not good enough. He's been playing some great disc golf. Uh, hasn't popped up in a while, but he pops up for a plus four. He's a lot better than that. Um, yeah, I don't know. That'll, that'll, that'll do. Uh, we're a bit light on, on the do. sponsor front this podcast episode. 
Oh, um, yeah. I, ha- I have one in the works, but it's not. It wasn't funny enough for tonight's pod. So, uh, listeners, please, if you've got any funny sponsors that. Uh, we um, need to mention, please do. On that note, I'll put up links to Fire Ass Extinguisher. When I click over through to their Instagram page, uh, only James Honeyman is the uh, follower of that page of our Throllers listeners. So, uh, Throllers listeners, do your bit. Get across there, give them a like, give them a follow. Uh, and it's a awesome little side hustle. You may have thought we we're taking the piss, but they, that is a hundred percent a legit business. So go and check them out. Yep, perfect. Love it. Cool. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, Love everybody. It. Peace out. <laughs>